This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Are you on the naughty or nice list? Obviously on a nice one, Mr. Santa. I mean, um, I just seduced Father Christmas. Obviously. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Ollie. And we are the newly dads. The newly dads. Great. Let's right, try that again. We're the newly cancelled. Newly dads. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Ollie. And we are the newly dads. And the twins this week are 23 weeks old. Oh, it's time of that week again where it's all lovely and warm in the studio and it's all very nice and we're talking about all things Christmassy. We do have a fabulous, fabulous guest, which is Sophie Herman. German friend Sophie Herman. She's not only a godmother, but she's German and so she kind of has that Christmassy kind of stuff to her. Well, German Christmas market's always the best, aren't they? She'll come in and be like, hello, hello, Santa, look at your hat. I'm wearing the hat. It's ridiculous. I think it is just one of those things that you have to embrace. I like my reindeers. I think they're chic. When it came to trying to choose godparents, it was always quite difficult. But we always thought that Sophie Herman, she's not a godparent for right now. It's more for when the child gets older a bit. So when Cosmo gets older, she's going to need some style advice. And she's got Sophie Herman and got Kwan, actually. So she's got some good godparents in the fashion sector. I actually think Sophie's very, very maternal. And for anyone who doesn't know her, she's one of our friends. I met her when doing the show. And she's become a very big part of her life. She was at our wedding. She also happens to be really, really funny. So if you haven't yeah. seen any of Sophie's things, she does love good dating as well. She's done at Chelsea for a long time. She's German. She's very funny and very feisty. We're excited to have her on the podcast because there's actually some quite funny stuff to talk to her about. German fairy tales and sort of stories with morals are quite dark. If you look at things like Hans Christian Andersen, Brothers Grimm, all that sort of thing, all from that sort of geography area, they don't end in particularly nice ways. There's two, actually. There's one about playing with matches. She needs to tell us that one. And then there's one about sucking your thumb. So Christmas is going to be an interesting one this year because we have 107 people coming from our house. We have our family coming over and we've painted it as this lovely Christmas. Everyone's coming to us because of the twins. So... What Ollie does, and he always does this, and he does this when we do Sunday lunches and everything, he just continually keeps inviting people. So he's been inviting people for the last two months. Over I don't Christmas. know about you, but I'm quite a gentle soul. 
And I personally don't like the idea of people being alone on Christmas. I don't know about you, but that's just something I don't <laughs> believe so in. so harsh. Of course I don't. When someone goes, sorry, I'm vegan, you go, oh, no, because everything. Then you have to buy different stock cubes and you have to buy different gravy and da, 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 da. it's a bit of a pain in the bum. So I think we'll all be kind of cooking this Christmas. However, Brussels will know with Brussels. And do you want them slightly overboiled like I like them so they're a bit squishy? You literally, this is what worries me. During COVID, when it was like the complete lockdown, we had someone else bubbling with us and we did Christmas and we cooked like loads of stuff. And I did the most it's amazing Russell sprouts with like smoked bacon lardons, like all these bits and bobs. Ollie didn't like them because there was too much going on. So he likes overcooked Brussels sprouts. That's what I do think. That's a nice. Also, no one really likes turkey. It's just dry, bland meat. It just tastes like bird. I'm actually quite nervous because this is actually the first time both our families have spent time together. We're not slowly going into this. We're chucking everyone into a house together. Including six children. Including six kids. Our kids at the moment have just got to this stage where we had them fully sleeping seven till seven. However, as their brains develop, suddenly they're now switched and they were up since 2.30 yesterday morning. So we've been up with them all night and they literally wouldn't sleep. Apparently this is just a thing and they go through a phase week, two weeks, however long it can be. And then you're back to basically where you felt like you were at the beginning. Yeah, so there's lots not of recessions the, when you think you've nailed it. Regression. Recession? Regression. Regression. That was something in 2008. I know what you're going to say. What? My mum's not allowed to get arseholed. Well, I just think no one should get arseholed, really, on Christmas, because that then leads to I arguments. I completely fucking disagree. It's not getting arseholed to the point where you're crawling up the stairs. I mean, get merry, get drunk, But that's have just fun. what mum does. It's a bit much. So I'm really looking forward to the... Thank you, the or like opening all the presents. I love giving gifts to people and I'm a very good gift giver, aren't I? You're a giver. And because we got the twins this year, it's something really exciting and magical about Christmas again. Christmas is about babies. It's about children. It's about the idea of magic around you, which is just such a wonderful thing. So you're right. As soon as we've had these babies, suddenly the house is all done up beautifully and it's all exciting and I just want this to be special for them. Are we going to be getting Cosmo and Apollo Christmas 150%. presents? 150%. But what do we get? Because I opened a present with them the other day and I'm the one who's then excited about it. It's their first Christmas. They need a couple of presents are not gonna be like what did Cosmo and Apollo get for Christmas nothing no but we, the Sorry. thing is with a why? new no 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 I can, remember it I completely agree however right think about it this way we've been buying stuff for them constantly since they've been born yeah yeah what's the difference what do you buy them for Christmas because we've just been buying everything for them the last six months I know you can you buy do. them little outfits and stuff like that they're not gonna be things. happy about me dressing them up as a Christmas pudding are they <laughs> Should we do some new deliveries? I think let's do that. Let's go I've got one here. Hi, Ollie and Gareth. Thank you for sharing your journey and lives with us all for the best part of 10 years. I wanted to write to talk to you about my current situation. I've been in a happy and loving relationship with my partner for just over three years. We've been speaking about getting married and he has said how he wants to start a family. As a gay man, I've always known that I couldn't start a family accidentally. And for that reason, I think that I've repressed the idea of being a dad. I have so much love to give to a family, but I have anxieties that I won't make a good dad. I was wondering if you had any anxieties or worries before embarking on a journey as dads, and if you did, how did you beat them? Thank you. Well, I think if you could look back to it, it wasn't until one of the recent Conservative governments on David Cameron that we were allowed to get married, and then obviously able to do surrogacy. So we grew up throughout a time where it wasn't as easy as it could have been to come out as gay. I didn't come out fully until I was 28. And then you're sort of conditions to not believe that you can actually start a family. Your life's going to be very different to what society considers to be a nuclear family. I thought I was going to be the gay best friend forever. And actually, as life changed and you realised actually that there was something fundamentally missing and that was having a family of our own. The biggest sort of 
signed to us was the time when our friends around us started to have kids and we started to spend time with them. I don't know how old the listeners that sent that in. However, I found that your closest friends, when you're around their kids and stuff like that, that really emphasizes to me how much I wanted that for myself. And it really is quite ratifying that if you're good with kids, that when you have your own, it's a thousand million, whatever times more powerful than what you've experienced before. And you just have to know as a person whether you're ready to have that space because what you need to give kids is love and time. So if you can give that, then you're going to be a good father. I agree. And we're all going to make mistakes. This is something we're all human. We all do make mistakes. But the thing that we have done, which is not a mistake, is by going down that journey and having children, because that's something that is so incredibly special and we're so lucky to have them. Yeah. And I mean, it was a long journey and it can be a tough, heartaching journey, but the end result is well worth the journey. Hi, boys. I've been listening to your podcast whilst breastfeeding, and it has been a lifesaver. That's what I always imagined this podcast would have been a breastfeeding. Listen. You're like 4 a.m. breastfeeding. Is, absolutely like, right. When you're up with the kids, bottle feeding, breastfeeding, whatever I you're genuinely doing. believe that's what it's for. The other day, I was breastfeeding and decided to take a nice photo for my wider family group chat. They wanted to be kept up to date with all the latest things that was happening with the baby, so off it went. I put my phone away and went for a nap, only to wake up to a missed call from my mum and sister. I was so tired that I had sent a close-up photo of just my whole boob and <laughs> completely missed off my baby. Rather embarrassing. I think that's quite amazing. It is, I, I, it is funny that shit if happen. you're just hanging out with friends or whatever like that, the chance of them just getting their boobs out, you'd be like, oh, it's an odd thing to do. But actually when it's breastfeeding, it goes back to our kind of nature and it's really lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much for your lovely bits and pieces. If you want to continue sending some in, any for advice or to make us laugh or just to be involved with us somehow, it is newlydads at jampopproductions.co.uk and send them in and we'll try and read them out as soon as we can. You can also send the messages to us on at newlydads on TikTok and at newlydads on Instagram. We're so excited finally that Sophie Herman has joined us on the sofa for our wonderful Christmas special. Thanks for coming in. You've Thank taken your you headband so off. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm so glad that you saved this for the Christmas special. I think it's uh, The budget has gone way through the roof for you this I time. I can tell. Yeah. You rated Christmas World at Harrods. We have. Yeah. Honestly, you're a lucky, lucky thing. So we were thinking about it. And we were like, okay, so in Germany, we know that Christmas is a big deal. Christmas German market stuff like that all around the UK, all around the world now because mm-hmm. they're so inspired and they're so fabulously Christmassy and lovely. And we thought maybe you could give us a bit of an insight mm. into a German traditional Christmas. Is there something that's like really Christmassy that we you don't have do turkey have? because turkey is overrated and dry? What's um, a typical German like? What what goose. do people eat? Goose, goose, goose is awful. Goose is worse than goose turkey. Goose is lovely. To be I great. make a very mean goose with some <laughs> knuddle and blaukraut, which is much better than sauerkraut. More up north, they like sausages and potatoes, but not in our house. Um, and Carbohydrates. No, we love a bit of potato as long as it comes with caviar because, you know, you got to get the protein. I mean, there is so is there much. Is something weird do you... you do that we would find weird? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it all first starts that our Santa Claus is called Sankt Nikolaus. And he comes on the 6th. Little kids put out their boot and they put it in front of the door. They then trot off to school. And then when you're back, there is a big surprise in the boot. And that is from Sankt Nikolaus. Later, you then have to greet him. He arrives with a big fat book. Usually it was our gardener and I spotted that very quickly. Falker, who do you fool? But he was very scary and we would end up in tears. It was literally 
actually like a horror movie for children because he comes together with Knecht Ruprecht, which you guys call the Krampus. And yeah. the way well, he the is Krampus scary. Is like, the an- is the Krampus? The anti-Santa and he does something with the copper pot. Okay. No, no, he whips you with twigs and then he gives you coals. Merry Christmas. Children have to learn. It's all about, you learn know. Learn what? That you've been a bad, bad girl. But what if, so, they've, what if they've been... Good though. Well, they then St. Nicholas will. No, no, no. Then, then Knecht Ruprecht will leave you alone and you just get your gift from St. Nicholas. So However, wh- if you throw the parties like me and you are still a bad girl, you still got all the gifts. So that's. So just quickly, your parents actually then go, no, little um, Hans has actually been a bit of a bell end this, this year. He needs to be hit with a stick by oh, an elderly Over the knee gentleman. you go. No, of course not. Nobody did that. He's more there just to scare the shit out of you. So you're going to be good for the next year. To be honest, I was just crying most of the time and being terrified and then cashing in all the presents. Yes. Hey, we have Elf on a Shelf in this country. That sounds adorable. Yeah, to try and, because the Elf's thing about Santa and tell you you've been naughty. Did your parents tell you that there were these Krampus? Essentially, yes. And in order yeah, to try because and that's also you. still a thing. My mother says she's like, "Don't be bad children this year, otherwise you get the black holes." And I'm like, "I hope they're compressed into a diamond." But you know, <laughs> you never know. So, what what else when you're a kid? When you're German, how do you teach kids like lessons? So the, I mean, <laughs> nursery rhymes. No, well, no, I that's think, okay. You're leaning. To. You're I'm leaning, leaning towards a very famous book that little Sophie fell asleep with every night and. To be honest, it taught me a lot of very valuable lessons. It's called the Struvelpeter. I already have one in order for the twins. But the Struvelpeter is this guy. He's on the cover of the book. He looks super scary. He refuses to cut his nails and his hair. Kind of like me now. And <laughs> this is more like of a warning to all children. Like, if you do not follow these stories... That's what's going to happen to well, you. What does he do? He just comes to your house. So there was, for example, little Conrad the thumbsucker. And was like, nyeh, 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 all day long, meow, meow, meow. I'm so happy sucking myself. And a mother said, little Conrad, if you keep on sucking that thumb, the tailor, who's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, the tailor will come with his massive scissors when I'm not there and will cut your thumbs off. And he was like, I don't believe you, mommy. She goes out, gets some shit at the market, comes back. And meanwhile, he's in there happily sucking away his thumbs and the tailor comes in and he literally, if you can play in that character of the tailor, this is still haunting me. I can't believe that I studied fashion design after that. He was like with a giant like, like that. And literally, so in the end, you just see him like, like this without thumbs. So you see a picture the of Conrad with decapitated thumbs. I'm really excited about reading that to Apollo. I was more of a picky nose boy myself. Mm, I love to pick my nose. picked my nose, but I, I was never a sucker of thumbs. I was addicted to the pacifier and I had it until I was eight. Sometimes I would go home and be like, oh my God. and my mother then would, that was another tradition, but for Easter, then like always would hide most of them because I had like a vast collection of a thousand, I think. And she told me the Easter bunny hides them and then replaces them with gifts and eggs. It's amazing you've managed to turn out as normal as you are with stuff like this in your childhood. My favorite one of all of them is Paulinchen with the matches. And my mother would imitate the cats so well. So um, there is one where Paulinchen, again, the parents are like, Paulinchen, we're going to go for dinner now. You're going to stay home with the cats. Don't play with the matches. Responsible parents there. Mm-hmm. Don't play with the matches. And Paulinchen obviously plays with the matches. And in the end, she's just fully ablaze. And all that's left are little red shoes. And the cats are crying. The cats are called Means and Mounds. she died. 
She burnt, burnt to, to a crisp, Oliver. We are talking about a dead young girl that was burnt to death. But you will die birth. if you play with matches and it sets you ablaze, especially when you wear polyester. And this is what well, this will teach you. I mean, I understand. It's just quite brutal. Hang on a minute. Life so, is brutal. You better learn it early. Did this stop you playing with matches? Have you ever played with matches? No, I loved it. And then I, I melted all the glue. And but we also didn't have a cat. So it was okay. What age are you at when your parents are telling you these stories? And how often? as your mom told you the story. Oh, every night I loved it. That and Tintin. I was saying earlier before you came on that you're actually very good because I was just like, Sophie's very good for later on with like helping them. I know, that was mean. I said you're a good all-rounder because actually you're very loving. And I was saying you've probably been there more than most of the gods. I think you're really going to enjoy it when Cosie's older and you can take her shopping and stuff like that and you can go for girls' lunches and stuff. I think that would be really sweet when she's like 15. You forget that I already have two little goddaughters and my new favourite thing is taking kids, or it might not random kids, <laughs> oh my god, that'll end it well together. No! My favourite thing is taking kids. Oh so watch god. out. Watch oh, out, parents of London. If anybody's got their kids out and about in the. I West, will take them to a West movie London. premiere. But I watch love taking all my goddaughters to kids' movie premieres because I get all these movie premieres and they're always like, What you like to see a little blah one? Obviously, I don't, but little Gigi and little Gaia want that. And I'm sure little Cozy Mouse and Apollo can come too. So, that would be really cute on the record. That would be, that really would be cute. so cute, no? Yeah, very cute. I saw Cozy Mouse can already say I love you, basically. She's saying love you. She's a genius. She is a genius. But That's also, what... I'm saying love you every day to her, and she does go, love you. You're like, she's like mimicking. It's so, it's, it's nuts. Amazing. So like... she's ready for the Struvelpeter in six months. I give her six months. I love being a godmother because I think you get the best of everything. You have them for a couple of hours, you schmooze them, you spoil them, and then you give them away. So that's great. Here, they, the diaper is full. Yeah. Have it. Yeah, literally, <laughs> they were awake from 2.30 last night and didn't go to sleep until about that's midday That's why I'm today. exhausted. But I am so tired because this is the reality of twins. Again, if you would like to come over between 2.30 and 7 every morning, that would be great. Uh, and anyone listening to this podcast who has babies, you know that it's uh, sometimes those nights are challenging. And right now we are going through a challenge where they have stepped back a little bit. Uh, excuse me. Trust me, those nights are challenging. I went to Cornwall with you. Oh, yeah, this is true. All right? Yes, that's true. And while Tweedledee and Tweedledum were having a nice deserved schnooze after having, like, hours and hours of newborns around them, your sister, your lovely sister, and Jenna were playing night nurses all night long. It's wonderful when someone does it for you. It really is. Yes, that was quite the trip. That was quite the trip. Remember the ginormous tarantula that went over my head and you had to catch it? Yes. Didn't I catch it? No, I caught I it. I was very impressed, you? to be honest, that you got it. Mind you, it was like Aragog. You were very good fucking spider that was absolutely vast. That was, and It ran over Sophie's face when she was asleep and then, and then I had to find it. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We have got a Christmas hat, which has loads of lovely questions. All right, we'll pass it around. I'm going to do the first one because I'm holding it at the moment. How did you find out about the truth about Father Christmas? Father Christmas. I remember it like it was yesterday because I ripped our Zank Nikolaus, a.k.a. Gardener's beard down and I was like, ha, knew it. I can't remember, it must have been school. One of my favourite Friends moments ever is where is where Phoebe finds out on Friends that, that Father Christmas isn't real. And it's such a good little episode because she's like, you know about Father Christmas, right? She's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, about what? And he's like, the fact he's not real. And she's like, yeah, of course I know. And then her eyes widen. She yeah, has realization that Father Christmas isn't real. She's like, oh, no. With an older sibling, they basically just lure it over you. So obviously they find out first and then uh. they just basically burst your bubble and ruin your world by telling you. When you think about it, right, okay, there is some magic behind it that you want to believe, especially when you have kids. But I didn't sort of cotton on that quickly I think my brother told me and it was still a good year where I was like well you know mum and dad might do the presents to help him out but actually he could still be there and I'm actually not particularly proud about how long it took me to sort of come to the rest of the party with everyone else okay all right now the hat is back in action Gareth I'm I'm gonna go right okay (laughs) well this is obvious isn't it are you on the naughty or nice list obviously on a nice one Mr Santa I Um, mean I just seduced Father Christmas obviously so, given the real situation, would you shag Father Christmas? Now, this is a situation where you've got to remember, this guy is so famous, is obviously super wealthy. We really don't, have, I don't even have to think about it. We have so much in common. We both like milk. We both like cookies. I like presents. Yes. And he's probably got a pad. He's probably minted and he lives at the North Pole with the aliens. Shag, marry, avoid. Father Christmas, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy. Sorry, Shag, marry, avoid. I would marry Father Christmas. I would shag the the elf because who tooth, wouldn't? Tooth, and tooth fairy? Tooth, or, no, not the tooth fairy. Or like the bunny? Tinkerfell. And then I would eat the bunny and kill it. <laughs> the tooth fairy theoretically, yeah, has obviously got bank as well because she gives a lot of money away every day. So I like to think about this. She lives in a weird grotto with hundreds of children's <laughs> teeth. It's just a very it's weird a situation. She kind it's of like walks the Parisian in catacombs. <laughs> yeah. Morning, Chloe tooth. Morning, Darren's teeth. She's obviously not I quite there. I still have all of mine. Teeth, I hope. No, no. In a box, we preserved it. Like a relic. But one minute, surely that then defeats the object of the... She's not no, my mother took away. them away. We didn't get money. We always got gold. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> Just not gold. We got beautiful gold, like trinkets and little like pendulums. Your mum went stuff. to Cartier to go and get you presents oh, for your yeah, teeth. Yeah, no, I mean, each to their own. And then we had a little box where you keep your teeth. I now wonder what my parents did with my teeth. They just Memories. throw them in the bin. Memories. I suppose they do. No. Or we'll put them in Coca-Cola and then just watch them dissolve over the night. Uh, yeah. Yeah, All right, Sophie Herman, mm-hmm. your hand is required. In, in the house. Oh, okay. All right, in you go. What's your favourite Christmas memory? We used to go away for Christmas. We did it in South Africa, went to Cape Town, we did Reckoning, nice. we did all this kind of stuff. All around the world, we used to do Christmas abroad. And I remember one of my favourite memories is the fact that we went to someone's house and we arrived there and it was one of my dad's old sailing buddies and they didn't celebrate Christmas. So we ended up having a KFC for Christmas lunch 
and a, and a bottle of Veuve Clicquot by the pool. And it's one that my sister cried and cried and cried. And that was a special Christmas for us. I used to have really good fun Christmases at my auntie's house where all the family would come over and it'd be really good fun. You'd all sit around naping presents. I used to be a bit obsessed with puppets. Into, I like putting on puppet shows. Is that weird? Yeah. And I wasn't like 16. We I was did like, that. I was like six, seven, fun. eight. And actually, I remember I probably, I still had it in my bedroom until <laughs> an age that it shouldn't have been there. I really wanted this and I, I'd seen it in Hamley's and my parents were like, no, you can't have it, blah, blah, blah. And then it was there on Christmas Day and I literally, one thing I opened, I could obviously tell it was that because it was enormous. I opened it and I just played with it for like two days. That was like, I think that's my favorite Christmas memory. By yourself. I used to do like puppet shows, but they had no narrative. I feel like someone should have bought me like a <laughs> playbook for puppets. And then I used to basically get everyone in to show them like the puppet show after I'd had like these two days of practice. And it had no like storyline. It was just me basically going. Like, That's your German then, heritage though, because the Augsburger Puppenkiste is all about this. And um, <laughs> Puppenkiste. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge thing. It's a massive thing in Germany. Right. Okay. All right. Pass uh, me the hat. Who did you play in the nativity? Weirdly, I was very shy as a child. At home, I was a terrible tyrant, house dragon monster slash charming. But in school, I would be literally always hiding behind my mother's leg. I, I was very shy. I've never known you to be shy in your life. Yeah, but that you haven't met me under since when I was like under 13. I would love to be in the school plays. I would of sing course you do. and wildly scream my heart out. I would always sing Once and Roll David City. I was the soloist. Do you know Once and Roll David City? No. What is it? Once and Roll David City. Once all over, she started every every carol concert, and it was one small child mm. that would sing it, often not very well, and that was often me. I played Joseph, obviously. Oh I, my God, yeah. Josepha! <laughs> the worst things about all things children's Christmassy is these fucking recorder concerts. There's oh my God, this is so worth. true. I played all the recorders. I had the piccolo, the normal block flute, and the ad flute. Do you know what I'm absolutely loving is why the fuck did anyone ever learn to play the recorder? It, it is doesn't terrible. sound nice. Well, no it's not in an orchestra. No one's at the Royal Albert Hall giving a performance in the fucking recorder. Also, maybe just that. Well, music instruments were not my friends oh. and I couldn't really do with it. So I would just pretend. I would just kind of do this and not blow in it because otherwise they would know that I was just, I didn't know how to learn. If I ever have to hear three blind mice on a recorder ever again in my life, do I they still do it? Soon. What are three? Fred, Fred three Mouse always mice, told me about the blind three blind mice. mice. I don't See know what how they run. run. See how they run. So basically, it was this farmer's wife chasing them around these three mice to kill them, and she chops off their tails. Oh. Actually, maybe our stories are bad as a German. What? Sorry, no. Why do their tails get chopped Uh, off? Why do the thumbs of children get... So they learn, Oliver. One more Mm. question. Poor mice. Ooh, what a good one. I know the answer to this one already, and I'm really pleased with it. Hit me. You won't like this. Ugh. (laughs) Which celebrity would you want to kiss under the mistletoe? <laughs> I know. I know exactly who you want. He's the epitome of Britishness. He embodies everything. He's so sexy, so sultry, like a slug. And he is also like the, the teeth and the human. You can laugh me into bed. I love him and I want him so much. Okay, so. Steve Coogan, I love him! Sophie has this weird obsession that she absolutely wants to date Steve Coogan. I love that you said date. <laughs> well, this is it. You, I, I mean, yes, I, I didn't want to say shag. I did a film with Steve where he played my father-in-law. 
I watched that bloody movie about ten times. Huh? I know. Well, it's you're a good movie. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, what about when he's playing Alan Partridge? Because I haven't a... seen this and I won't see it because it's going to ruin my everything. Fine, Alan's a bit more like It's that, not for it? the wank bank. I'm not going to watch that. Sophie Herman Coogan. Coogan Herman? Coogan Herman's really Coogan cool. Herman. That's really cool. It sounds like Coogle. Coogan Herman. Coogle Herman. Uh, well, let's park that for now, but I really feel that you and Coogan... All this I is want where, for Christmas. And also, I'm really Coogan. good at setting people up, so... Mm, I, I, I actually, actually, your record recently is better. Yeah, Nicole Scherzinger and Tom Evans. Mm. Yeah. Engaged. Lovely. All right, I think that is the best finisher in the world. I don't, I don't think we can get much better than you wanting to go on dates with Steve Coogan. I think that's heaven. Sophie, thank you for being an utter angel and coming in and being the angel at the top of our Christmas tree, not oh. only for Cosmo and Apollo, but for us and your wonderful friendship and naughtiness, which we forever love, love so much. Thank I you so much. I love you so much. So wherever you are in the world, make sure you have the most wonderful Christmas you possibly can for all of us here at Newly Dads. Happy, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas! Frohe Weihnachten und guten Rutsch! Mwah. You've been listening to Newly Dads with Ollie and Gareth Lotlock. The producer is Ben Johns. The assistant producer is Maya Adelia. Videography by Jamie Gilbert. Video editing by Jake G. The executive producers are Jemima Rathbone and Jamie Lang. And Newly Dads is a jam pop production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.